Hello, and welcome to the River Audio Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We believe God has something unique to say to you, and our hope is that you feel His love stronger today than ever before. Enjoy the message. I just want to thank pastors DJ and Rose for their invitation to speak. What an honor um, to share with you this morning. And if I could talk and sign into my computer at the same time, we can get started. I also want to say thank you to the women's uh, leadership team for the invite. You guys are awesome. Yesterday was fantastic. And I want to thank you for your support and your invitation. Is that better? I've got to learn to talk and hold the mic at the same time here, so you've got to work with me. And then I also wanted to thank that man over there, my husband. Um, he, he has, throughout the years, recognized the call of God on my life, and he's never stood in the way. In fact, he's supported me every step of the way, and there's nothing else like having a supportive spouse who believes in the Lord, who trusts in the Lord, and who wants you to serve the Lord. So this is the first time I'm publicly saying thank you, love. I appreciate that. Now, yesterday I gave you a lot of Hebrew, a lot of words. I'm not going to do that this morning so you can relax. But what I'm going to share with you, I believe, is a powerful word. And when I walk in that presence, when I walk in the truth of what I'm going to share with you, it is liberating. I shared with you yesterday that when I started to do that, years ago, the Lord uh, showed this to me. And I started to walk in it. And I could tell the difference in me and in my life and in how I was walking. And straightway, of course, the enemy came. I didn't recognize what was happening at the time and threw me completely out of it. But God brought me back to it. And he's brought me back to it so I can share that with you this morning. So let's jump in. Last uh, September, you studied the armor of God. And you are prepared for what I'm going to share with you. So we're going to go over that just a little bit, okay? It's an excellent word. And if you don't, if you haven't studied, I normally don't like study guides. Um, but this one by um, Priscilla Shire is excellent. So I'm going to re- recommend that, okay, for you to take a look at. We talked about being bold. And being bold, we, just, we said was Ever be ever believing and obedient to the Lord. Be ever believing and obedient to the Lord. Both of those are important. The word believing has the word trust and faith tied into it. We cannot act on something without that. So when we talk about believing, trusting the Lord, we have to know that there are things that may come against us. And um, that is not the big issue here. Things are, will come against us, but it's how we go through it that makes a difference. Some of us want an easy life. It doesn't work. We don't build muscles by not using a resistance. Okay? So when things come against us, it gives us the power and the strength that we need to fight through. This morning, we're going to talk about our help. Yesterday, we talked about all the things that we need to do, but we didn't talk about our help, did we? Okay, this morning we're going to talk about our help and where our help comes from. 
the who and the where in our experience as believers that permit us to be bold. The who and the where. I want you to listen for prepositions like in and by, in him and by Yeshua. Pay attention to those. Ephesians, we have two main texts for today. Ephesians 3, verse 12 and Ephesians 6 and 10. Ephesians 3 verse 12 says, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Through faith in him. Ephesians 6 10 says, finally my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. A little history about the Ephesians. Like us, they were spiritually wealthy. And they had their own challenges. Note that the book of Ephesians was written to believers. It wasn't written to unbelievers. It was written to believers. The word Ephesus, from where we get Ephesians, means permitted in the Greek. That's always important. Why were they named? Why, why, what is Ephesians about? Why are we even being told about this? Revelations chapter 2 when, when uh, John spoke about the churches, he included Ephesus. And we may get a sense or a hint of perhaps what was going on in Ephesus. It indicated that may, they may have permitted themselves to become complacent. Revelation says they left their first love. I know in my relationship, sometimes I get complacent. I don't always let him know how much I love him or am passionate about him. And it makes a difference in the relationship. How much more when we get complacent with the Lord, it makes a difference in our walk with him. Have you become complacent with the Lord? They were spiritually wealthy, but not walking in their spiritual wealth. As such, they did not have the victory in their lives that they wanted to see. Paul spent the first three chapters reminding them about who they were and their spiritually and the spiritual wealth that they possessed. The second three chapters are more practical, and it talks about what life looks like as a believer. So let's look at Ephesians 1. It is packed with Adonai, the Lord, uh, has what is given us. And so, by the way, Adonai is Hebrew for the Lord. So it's packed with what the Lord has given us and why. Listen for the words again in and by. Spiritual blessings. He has given us every spiritual blessings where? In Messiah. In the heavenly places, in Messiah. We are chosen in him before the foundations of the word, made uh, the world, made holy and without blame, Ephesians chapter 4. We are adopted by Yeshua, Ephesians chapter, uh, I mean, uh, verse 5. We are accepted in the beloved, verse 6. In him, in him, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace, verse 7 which he made to abound towards us in wisdom, all wisdom, prudence. Verse 8, 
He's made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Verse 9. In the dispensation of the fullness of times, that he might gather together all in one in Messiah, both which are in heaven and on the earth in him. Are you with me? Verse 10. Verse 11. In whom? <laughs> we, have obtained, we have obtained an inheritance that we who, were, who first trusted in Messiah should be to the praise of his glory. Verse 12. In him, in him, we are sealed by the Ruach HaKodesh, which is the Holy Spirit of promise. Verse 13. In him. In, in him. Can you say in him? Yeah. All right. Now, for many years, I read these verses, and I placed the emphasis, which is good, on chosen, adopted, accepted, redeemed, forgiven, grace, wisdom, prudence, inheritance, and being sealed, all of which are fantastic. That alone could get you dancing. I may have to do like Rose, you know, the jump. But, oh... <laughs> when you start to look at those propositions and you pay attention, you get to start to see where the mystery is, to understand his joy, to understand the reason for his pleasure. We start to see the reason why we can be bold. Yes. Notice the words in and by. These propositions speak to the relationship between the verb and the noun. I'm not going to give you an English class, don't worry. But we can only be chosen in him. Yes. We can only be adopted by Yeshua. We can only be accepted in the beloved. He is the beloved. The mystery of his will is in himself. All the, yes. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes. All things in one in Messiah. Our inheritance is in him and in whom we trusted in whom we believed verse 17 in the jewish complete bible says it this way the god of our lord jesus the messiah the glorious father give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelations catch this so that you will have a full knowledge of him who are we talking about Who are we talking about? Who is the knowledge of him? Thank you. How old are you, sweetheart? Nine? Listen to the nine-year-old, ladies. Take a, take a hint from her. Who are we talking about? Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> now, several other translations use the, term, the word in uh, instead of of, but the point is still the same. The eyes of your understanding. And I'm going to read the rest of that. And there's something about reading scripture. So I want you to listen to the words. His words are life. His words are life. Verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. And what are the riches of his glory in the inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of the power, his power, towards us who believe, 
according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Messiah when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age. Sometimes we're focused on eternity, but this age and the age to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things in the ecclesia or the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Sisters and brothers who are here, from Genesis to Revelation, it's all about him. From Genesis to Revelation, it's all about him. This book we call the Bible, the living word, is about him. Paul in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7, and we see this, he's quoting Psalms 40, verse 7. He said, then I said, behold, I have come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will. He's talking about Yeshua. Yeshua said, I am in the book. This book that you hold in your laps is about me. I am there. This is who we're talking about. The who in our boldness is Messiah. The who in our boldness is Yeshua, Jesus. He makes us bold. I got one yes. We belong, thank you, sweetheart, we belong to him. As many as received him, to them he gave right to become the children of God. To those who believe in his name, who are born not of blood, not of the flesh, not of the will of God, a man, but of God. You see, we're talking about a spiritual birth. Born again is a spiritual birth. That's John 1, 12 through 13, if you're taking notes. So not only are we belonging to him, we are joined to him. Romans 8, 17, the first part of this verse says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. We belong to him. We're joined to him. He's in us. Galatians 2, verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live according, by the faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. We belong to him. We're joined to him. But it gets better. We can be bold because we are in him. We are in him. Romans 12, 5. So we being many are one body in Messiah, in Christ, and everyone members of another. Ephesians 6, 10. After telling us about our spiritual blessings and giving us examples of daily life, Paul says, Finally, finally, the rest, the last thing, 
What's left? What, do I, what else do I need to tell you? Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now that you understand who you are and how to live, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The phrase in Messiah occurs about 35 times in scripture. Why is this important? Because it's part of the mystery. It's understanding his will. This mystery is hidden from the world, but not from those of us who seek him. He doesn't hide, but he exposes the secrets to his children. We are in him and have been in him from before the foundations of the earth. So there's only two choices. You're either in him or you're in the God of this world. You're either in him or the God of this world. You're either being obedient to him or you're being obedient to the God of this world. There's no other choice. Okay? You're either with God or you're not. The more the ecclesia, the church, become or becomes like the world, the less they understand about whose and where they are. The end result is powerlessness. Are you tired of seeing the powerlessness in our church? This is, this is perhaps one reason why. Because they've joined themselves to the God of this world. We are in him. So <laughs> we get through this. We are in him. What does it mean to be in him? What does that look like? What does that look like? I'd like to show you. Let me show you what that looks like. I'm going to use these Russian dolls, these nesting dolls. Actually, they're not originally Russian dolls, but they're nesting dolls to communicate what I'm talking about. This is you. And I'm going to need a third hand. Reed, where are you, sweetheart? Come on up, buddy. Can you help out? <laughs> Hi, sweetheart. Okay. Can you hold the mic for me? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, okay. Because I have to talk. This is you. Okay. And what does scripture say about you? See, as a believer, you have the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. This represents the Holy Spirit. And when you become a believer, the Holy Spirit resides in you. <laughs> That's how they work. <laughs> you are filled with the power of the Most High God. Just, you know, we, we sing the song in, uh, at uh, Passover, um, Dainu. I feel like saying Dayunu. If it was just that, if all we had was to be filled with the Holy Spirit, Dayunu, that would have been enough. Enough for us to live triumphantly in life. But what did Yeshua say? You are in me. This is Yeshua. 
Jesus said, you are in me. Take a look, ladies, filled with the Spirit and hidden in him, the mystery. This is where you are, the mystery. And then Yeshua in John 16, 17 says, I am in the Father. sweetheart okay okay this is where you are this is where you are I want that to soak in for a minute you are in the most high God and you say that you are weak and you say that you cannot function, you say that you can't go to school and get that degree, you say that you can't open that job, where are you? What did the Father say about you? Are you listening to what the world says? Are you listening to what your parents may have said in their brokenness? I'm not beating up on parents, you know, but in our humanity, we say and do things sometimes that are hurtful. I can tell you so many things that were said to me in my youth from people I knew and people I didn't know. And sometimes those thoughts and words still play out in my head. But I know where I am and I know who is my God. Where are you? Where are you living? Who are you? I would see Mariah and say, Mariah, who are you? Amen. Amen. The words strong and power are important. Let's pay attention to those words in the scripture. Let's understand them. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I want you to keep that in mind. The Greek word for strong is endunamu, if I say that correctly, which means to be endued with strength and empowered. We have heard stories of someone lifting up an object off someone they love. Lift up a car. Because they were endued with strength and empowered with strength to take that car off their loved one. You are imbued with strength and power from the Lord himself. Notice where. Where must we be to experience this undanmu, if I'm saying it correctly? Where? That's right. We must be in the Lord. We want to experience all of God's blessings, but we don't want to be in him. As believers, this is where we are. If you're not here, check yourself. Power. The word power is the Greek word karatos. And it means force, strength, power, dominion, according to Thyer. Strong's added vigor, great vigor, literally or figuratively. So from Revelations, from Genesis to Revelations, the Bible is clearly telling us about God and his purpose. From the foundations of the earth, of the world, this is what he had in mind. From the foundations of the world. The last book is the book of Revelation, and John wrote, the revelations of Yeshua HaMashiach, the revelations of Jesus Christ. And every time I would read that book or go to that book, I keep reading the revelation of Jesus, the revelation of Jesus, the revelation of Jesus. And then finally it hits me. 
Scripture is the unveiling of Jesus. It's the unveiling of Messiah. Again, from the beginning to the end, it's all telling us about him. Paul said that we must be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, and then explains it. He said, then he said, put on the full armor. Huh. Keep this in mind, ladies. That's covenant language. Put on the full armor is covenant language. It means to be clothed. When you look at that word put on, that phrase put on, it means to be clothed. It means to sink in. And I shared this with the ladies earlier this year. It means to sink into a garment, be comfortable, feel good in it. Now, ladies, you know when you put on something nice, it feels good. This is what they're talking about, putting on the full armor of the Lord. Sinking in, clothing oneself. The do no part of the word means to go, to enter in, to undergo, to plunge in. And depending on the context, all of those sounds good, but it tells us what it's talking about. As believers, we are clothed in him. Are you with me? Covenant language. 1 Samuel 18, 3 and 4 says this, if you remember it. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, even to his sword and his bow and belt. See, when you make covenant, you switch garments, you switch clothes. When you make covenant, what belonged to one now belongs to you. When we made covenant with Jesus, what belongs to Jesus belongs now to us. Put on the armor. David had to step into the armor of Jonathan, the prince. He put it on. They were in covenant. When we step into the armor of God, we put on his armor. Do you understand what I'm saying, ladies? Through the cross, God made covenant with us. The mystery of the covenant is that God made covenant with us and exchanged clothing, giving us Yeshua, the living word. He's our garment. He's why we can even be in the Father. If we didn't have him on, we couldn't approach the Father. But now we have him on, we can approach the Father. It gets better. Today I'm reminding you of your covenant. Covenant, sink into your covenant. Get comfortable. Get familiar with your clothing. We cannot function in this world as believers without this. Romans 13 and 12 says, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Who is the armor of light? That's right, Yeshua. Romans 13 and 14 says, rather clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. This is not about nefesh, the flesh. It's not about our bodies or feelings or emotions. It's about him, the truth. It's not about what you think. It's about him, the word. What does he say? What does God say? I may not feel like I'm good enough, but that's not what the word says. I shared with you yesterday that feelings and thought are a male. Sometimes they're just junk mail. 
tossed them out. Okay? Put on the mind of Christ. Matthew twenty two eleven says, And when the king came in to see his guest, he saw that there was a man who had no clothes on for the wedding. You remember the story when they, the king had sent out an invitation to all the guests to come to the wedding and the invited parties didn't show up and he says, go out in the highways and byways? Okay, this is a salvation message. Go out, go out. Okay, and then when they came to the wedding feast, there was a man who was not clothed in Messiah. He wasn't born again. And what happened to him? He was cast out. So we have to be clothed in Messiah for those who you do not know him. None of this applies to you unless you're wearing his clothing. God wants us to understand the privilege that we have in being clothed in Messiah and being in him. Being clothed in Messiah and being in him. Galatians 3.27, for as many of you as have been baptized into Messiah have put on Christ, put on Messiah. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. It is Yeshua that we must put on to sink into, settle into, so that we can stand. See, we can't stand apart from him. We can't stand apart from him. We must have him on. You ready? We're clothed in Messiah. He is our helmet of salvation. <laughs> the word Yeshua comes from the word Yahshua means salvation. He is our salvation. Yahoshua means Yah save, Yah will save. Jesus, Yeshua, means God will save. God saves. Amen. He's our breastplate of righteousness. Jehovah Sidkenu, right standing before God. He is our breastplate of righteousness. Jeremiah 23, 6 says, In his days Judah will be saved and all Israel will, be, will live securely. And this is his name by which he shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. He is our righteousness. Isaiah 41, 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand. Yeshua is God's righteous right hand. 1 Corinthians 1.30 But it is from him that you are in Messiah, who became, and this is the amplified version, by the way, who became to us wisdom from God. Revealing God's plan of salvation. And righteousness, making us acceptable to God. And sanctification, making us holy and separate, uh, uh, separate, setting us apart from God. And redemption, providing the ransom for our penalty of sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. He's our truth. John 14, 14 verse 6 
Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Is this making sense? He's our peace. He is Jehovah Shalom. Ephesians 2.14 says, For he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the dividing wall that separation of separation that separates us. Speaking of the Jew and Gentile. So now you're grafted in. You're grafted in. He's our faith and trust. Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with the Messiah. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. He's not talking about eternity. He's talking about now. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He is our trust. He's our faith. He's our sword. Ephesians 6, 17 says, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Who is the Word of God? Yeshua. Jesus is the word of God. John 1, 1 through 4 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Ephesians 6, 10, Finally, my brethren, we're back to that. Finally, my sisters, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on Adon Yeshua HaMashiach so that you may be able to stand. You're not going to be able to stand if you're not in him. And when you have done all, stand. Stand therefore, clothed in him, knowing that the spirit that God gives, gives us does not make us timid, but it gives us power and love and self-discipline. 2 Timothy 1.7. So I'm closing, getting ready to close here. As he is, I believe so. <laughs> so are we in this world. I want you to take a look at that. When we're clothed in him, then we understand the latter part of 1 John 4.17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have Boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we. Is he powerless? Is he without hope? Then so are we. We're not powerless. And we're not without hope. When we're clothed in him, we can say like John, I must decrease so that he increases. Ladies, believers, we can be bold because it's not about you or me. It's all about him. Paul said, it is not I that lives, but Messiah. (laughs) Therefore, you can show up for life. You can face those difficult things in your life that you thought you couldn't face. You can face the challenges. Those things that are difficult, you won't have to withdraw because you're in him. 
You can face those difficult people, those abusers, accusers, the people who hurt you because you're in him. He loved them too. You can face what is ahead. We have some difficult times, times ahead. But you can face it. And you can be his witness because he is in you. Ashley, could you get that picture ready for us? When you show up, he shows up. You see, you may feel like a little cub. You may feel like, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. But because you are in him, when you show up, the lion of the tribe of Judah shows up. See, you live from a place in him. In him. You may start to talk with a whisper. Get that soundtrack going for me, Ashy. You may start with a whisper. You may be like Moses. Well, Lord, I, 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 I speak with stuttering lips. I don't know what to say. And you may open your mouth and nothing's coming out. But when you are in him and you open your mouth, the Holy Spirit takes over. The word of God becomes alive. The dunamis of God shows up and you hear. Where's your sound? Let's try that again. Let's hear it. Now let's do it again. That's right, you got it. That was not quite on cue, but it worked. You see, when we show up and we speak, we've got to remember it's the Lord who speaks. His spirit, his word is alive. And he shows up. He speaks. We don't have to do this on our own. It's not about us. It's about him. His power, his strength. The enemy shudders when you show up. Because he knows where you are. His whole point is to get you out of that. If he can get you thinking that you are separate, he can defeat you. But when you show up in him, in Messiah, what he sees and who he hears is him. He is the living word. When you walk, it's in Messiah. Your boldness is in Messiah. Here's a question for you. Do others see Messiah when you show up? Or do they see you? Lord, help us is right. Do they see Messiah or do they see you? See, our, our authority is insufficient. Our ability is insufficient, insufficient. Paul says, I count all as filthy rags because it's not about us. When you step out in him, he shows up. So put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Our armor is not about what we do. It's about the who, who he is and who we are in him.
you can be bold. You can bold and be bold in the covenant that God has made. You can be bold in knowing that you're clothed in him. You can be bold in Messiah. So I'm going to say to you, woman of God, arise. Remember when Deborah was going into battle, she told Barak, arise. I'm going to say to you, arise, get up, and take your position. Know your position and operate daily from that knowledge in him. Take a moment. Place yourself here. Just take a moment. Place yourself here in your mind. Put yourself there. See yourself clothed in him. Twelve men changed the world. They understood. So can we. If you are willing to walk in him, join me. Join us in changing the world. Changing our families, changing our neighborhood, changing our city changing our state. Creation groans for the manifestation of the Son of God. We can be bold and change the world. If you are here and you do not know Messiah, I can't end with inviting you to join him. His invitation is purely out of love. He says, I love you. And I want a relationship with you. Not only do I want a relationship with you, but I want you to know in my father's house are many dwelling places. He has a place for you. He has a place for you. He doesn't want you to do life alone. And by the way, when we think about this, just as a side, we're all in here. We're all in here in the body. And in our community, we operate from here. He wants you to be a part of it. No fanfare. I'm not even going to ask you to come. You see, this is personal. My opinion, it's personal. It's private. God just wants you to change directions. Teshuva, change, turn about. Move from the God of this world and go, I get it. Out here is death. There's no life here. Yeshua, you offer life. Peter says, where can I go, Lord? Who else has the words of life? He's the only one who can give you life. Turn to him right where you are. If you're at home, if you're at home, turn to him. If you're here, turn to him. And simply say, I get it, Lord. Forgive me. I've been walking in the way of the world. I accept your love. I accept your love. And now I'm going to turn to you. And then find a community of believers who will help you grow in the knowledge of him. Please stand on your feet.
Was this helpful to you? You feel, do you feel like you're about 10 feet tall now? Yes. See, this is where you're going to operate from. Let's pray together. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you that you ignite your word. You simply say, go and do as I have done. Father, in obedience to you, we've given them your word. I thank you now that your Hakodesh ignite the word itself. And you, Father, do the work in each and every person here and those who are listening by live stream. Do the work, Father, that only you can do. I thank you for your presence. I thank you, Father, that you do not change from the foundations of the earth. You have invited us to be with you. And so, Father, I just thank you for the changed lives today that as everyone leaves they walk out knowing their location and whose they are thank you Father for the work we give you glory and we give you honor in Messiah Yeshua's name Amen Thanks again for listening to the River Audio Podcast. We hope that these weekly sermons are an encouragement to your life. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at theriverworshipcenter.org and on Facebook and Instagram at The River.